0: The entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Do you wish growing a business was easier? Are you feeling frustrated that it's taking so long to make your first 100K? I used to feel the same way until I discovered the one thing that was missing. It wasn't more marketing tips or strategies. It wasn't reading more business books and it wasn't learning more stuff. I could show you what's holding you back and blocking your success if you like. Typical side effects include higher income, peace of mind, loving relationships, real connection with God, freedom from addictions, purpose, fulfillment, and a brand new lifestyle. It all starts by scheduling a spiritual clarity call with me to get clarity on what you want right now in your life and to see if we wanna work together. Visit josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities to learn more. That's josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities. Today, my featured guest is Niaje Wallace, fancy name, powerful girl. She's a powerhouse coach. Simply means she gets in your face when you need her to get in your face and call you out and move you into action so that you actually get the life that you've been saying you want, but aren't going and taking action on. She's also a motivational speaker and an entrepreneur. She ran a brick and mortar business for five years and sold it to transition to being fully remote. That's right. She runs her business from her poolside. side. <laughs> developed a framework to help innovators navigate through the process of fully stepping into their power and leaving their legacy. Now, she's not just about fluffy words like that sounded, but she's actually about the implementations of real-world strategies, okay? Because people think, hey, it's super easy. I made $30,000 in three weeks. You can do it, too. Click here. But- Niaje is here to remind you it's actual strategies and implementation behind that. That's what she'll help you do. She's committed to seeing people shine and make an impact in the world by helping them with strategies, systems, and their mindset and self-development. So you can find her at niaje.com And let me spell that for you because she's absolutely fancy. So it's N as in Nancy i a j as in joseph a e .com niaje.com niaje wallace welcome to your first 100k uh, thank you for being on the show and go ahead and fill some of the gaps in that intro would you
1: Thank you so much for having me. So yes, that's pretty much my story. I had a brick and mortar business for five years. I realized during that process that what I really valued was time and location freedom. When I first started the business, I wanted financial freedom. And I basically created a business that had me working seven days a week. And I realized during that process, like what is the purpose of working so hard if you can't enjoy it? So I sold that business. I transitioned to being fully remote and I started building sales funnels and really helping people create online businesses. And that's pretty much what I do now. But I recently added the aspect of mindset and self-development because I had a lot of people that wanted to start online businesses, but they had all of these blocks that were standing in the way, limiting beliefs and you know, imposter syndrome and upper limits. So now in addition to the strategy, I help them overcome the blocks to make sure they are moving forward, going after their goals and living the life that they truly desire.
0: Got it. So what's the number one thing your clients struggle with out of all of those mental things that are going on that are stopping them? What's like the, the common theme that keeps showing up for you?
1: I would say comparison to other people in the industry and then also limiting beliefs, beliefs that they don't have enough time or they, they don't, they can't do it or something along those lines. So, so limiting beliefs, but also comparing themselves to other people in the industry that say, I just made hundred K in 90 days. And so they they have these unrealistic expectations of what it actually takes to run a legitimate, profitable business.
0: Startup Nation, is Niaje speaking to you right now? Like, do you have some of those limiting beliefs? We all do. I've gone through mine. I'm right now starting, you know, a new business. I'm doing a coaching business for the first time I've ever done in my life. And Startup Nation, by the way, you can hold me to the fire. This show's all about making your first 100K. I'm already tracking my first 100K with this new business, right? I'm doing it right now, real time, present day, so that I can bring that case study to you, my audience, my listeners, and say, look, I just did it again, Follow these tips. Follow these strategies of the guests I bring onto the show. So, Niage, let's get into the money game. Uh, my audience loves context. How much gross revenue did you do in the past twelve months, approximately?
1: Oh wow, <laughs> we we dive right in, huh? <laughs> so, last twelve months, honestly, I.
0: And don't fluff it. Just give us the real thing because that's what, that's what this is. It's authenticity. It's to share, hey, sometimes we're struggling. Sometimes I'm not at my first 100K. Sometimes I'm way past it. Where are so, you at?
1: So what I, what I wanted to say was my first 100K was actually from my dance studio, my brick and mortar business. Mm-hmm. So that is kind of what I wanted to dive into for the simple fact that was the, the biggest hurdles that I had to overcome in that business, breaking certain mindsets that allowed me to reach that first 100k. So got it. Can we dive into that?
0: We can accept, you know, now I'm so curious to dive into your present day business, because that's more provocative now. (laughs) Because You're building it, which means you're in it. You're in the mud right now. Right? Are you willing to go there with me? And just so you know, that's what my guests do. And that's what I'm known for. Like I get into that, like, let's talk about that. How's it going in that business? And we can jump back into the other business, the brick and mortar, <laughs> but that's part of your past now. It's not in your present. I wanna deal with present. Like okay. what are you struggling with right now?
1: So with my coaching, I would say consistency with clients. Like I could have a phenomenal month where I'm I'm signing you know 2,000 clients here or there, and then the next month be complete crickets so what i've done recently is i've implemented a reoccurring revenue system to basically prevent that from happening so i would say one of my toughest months was december Mm. the last couple of years with coaching like people basically cut back on certain things like self-development and coaching because they're buying christmas gifts and they're vacationing and they're doing all this family stuff and if it's not a christmas gift they don't want to spend money on it in december So what I've done is I've actually implemented a a e-commerce portion of my current business to make sure in December I am not struggling, so to speak, to maintain what I have going on.
0: I love it, right? And and I think it's fantastic you're going there. So what does that look like specifically, right? So for my listener, they're listening right now and they're going through the exact same thing. Their mm-hmm. business can be somewhat seasonal. There's certain months where it takes a dip. Uh, for a lot of people, summertime, especially here in the South, yeah. you know, we're in sunny states, you know, whether it be California, whether it be Florida, people go on vacation, they just tap out, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 like, how do you make money during those, those lulls in your business? How do you set up these recurring revenues? So what did you do specifically? Is that a digital product or a course or something like that? What, what did you do in your business that my listener can do in theirs?
1: So what I did, like my, my podcast is called Abundance Hack. And I talk a lot about like manifestation, law of attraction. I wear crystals pretty often if you see my crystals here. And so because this is something that I talk about a lot, I basically am launching a, and and I've already, it's already set up, but, but the big launch is September 1st. So I'm really excited about that, but I'm launching a e-commerce business where I'm selling stuff that helps people with law of attraction, manifestation, meditation. So crystals, sage. Palo Santo, essential oils, and stuff like that. So now I have, and then also with my business having three tiers. So a self-study course where that can a hundred percent be automated once the funnel is set up, and then a group coaching program so I can take more people because you can only take but so many one on one clients, and then the high ticket basically is like my one on one clients where they have the most access to me. So what I had to do, the hardest part, okay, let me back up. The hardest part of me really getting my coaching business to where it is now is because I was looking at it differently than I did my brick and mortar business. So I had a coach that said to me, like, okay, well, what did you do with your brick and mortar business? Do the same thing with your coaching. And so I was like, you know what? <laughs> I need to do that. Like, I built this, this like system with my brick and mortar business, but I wasn't doing the same thing with my coaching. I wasn't looking at it like, okay, let me track my hours. Let me track my customer acquisition cost, Let me track all of this stuff and place it into basically like this, this mind map and like figure out like, okay, if I want to make this amount of money this month, and I know it takes me this amount of people to hit this, you know, how much is it going to take me to reach this amount of people? So really breaking that down, because I think that what, what people are doing, they're quitting nine to five jobs to, to work eighty hours a week and make a fraction of the money if they actually tracked how many hours they're spending making phone calls, responding to emails, talking to people, networking. Like people are not tracking how much time it takes to create digital products. And so
0: let's be real for a second, okay? Most entrepreneurs, to your point, are making minimum wage in their business.
1: They are. Or break sometimes it down to less. an hourly
0: yeah, Sometimes less, right? That's Sometimes that's it could be like 50 cents an hour when you add up all your hours. Yes. My, my first business, right? Now, granted, we did uh, $2 million my first year in the first business, but, uh, but I was working 110 hours a week, mm-hmm. right? So I had no life, yeah. right? So, some of you, Startup Nation, as you're listening to the show right now, you, that is your existence you are working 70 hour weeks, 80 hour weeks. Maybe you're, you're like crazy like I was and you're working 100 hour weeks, 110 hour weeks. When you do the math as far as how much revenue is coming and then how much net profit mm-hmm. after all your expenses are paid and like divvy up, divide that out by your hours, I mean, it, sometimes it's, it can be real sad, which, which could be a great pain motivator to kick you in the butt. I know it is for me. Time freedom you spoke about, Niaje, is one of my biggest things. And I teach my clients how to get that. I have one of my clients, she's making millions in her business, but she didn't have time freedom. What's the point? She mm-hmm. needed to be there all the time. I gave her one exercise, one homework assignment she implemented. The next week, she cut her hours in half. She was home early every day with a husband and a kid. And her husband's like, why are you home? It was, so, it was so different. He's like, is something wrong? Like, what happened to the business? Like, and she's like, no, I just, I did what Joseph said and, and boom. And I u- utilized my team better. And it, it was just, it's so simple sometimes the strategies, but it's a blind spot in front of us, isn't it?
1: Yes. Yes. And I, I had a lot of those. It was It was a lot of things that I had to work through a lot of, like negative pre-programming, like for example, my mom used to say, if you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. Now, as a business owner, that is the worst thing that you can believe. (laughs) So one of the first things that I had to learn was how to outsource, how to delegate, and not to do what I call minimum wage activities, so.
0: I love it, I love it. So Startup Nation, maybe break it down like Niaja just did. What are your minimum wage tasks? in your business? And then what are your um, your uh, revenue producing or high revenue producing tasks? Mm-hmm. Split down like everything you have to do in your day into those two categories, right? Just uh, grab a sheet of paper, draw a line down the middle um, and put in uh, minimum wage or poverty, uh, right? You put in like extreme words that really make you go, ah, put in like poverty to-do list and then like high revenue uh, task. And then you start doing every single one of those high revenue tasks and offload those others one at a time to someone else, Mm -hmm. whether it's a partner, an investor, a friend, something, right? Personal
1: assistant. Um,
0: Personal assistants, VAs, but one at a time, start moving uh, from the right column to the left. Right or the left to the right, however you you're gonna draw it out. Niaje, let's get into it. I'm not letting you off the hook, girl. Like, cause all my guests answer this question, and my audience they're they're chopping at the bit. They're like, "How much is this girl actually making? Why should I listen to her?" So so be real about it, right? And there's no wrong answer, and it's all fine, like in your coaching business. So gross revenue past 12 months, approximately. What did your company bring in in your coaching business? Uh,
1: oh Come my on, goodness. be
0: real. <laughs> I love scary. Scary is great. Use Mel Robbins' five-second rule. Five, four, three, two, one, go.
1: So I, I, I really—the reason why I hesitate with this is because there's so many people that are like, "I just made 100k in 90 days," and it drives me in Great, don't be, don't
0: be one of them. What's the number? <laughs> be real.
1: I mean, I, I, I don't know. If I had to guess, I would probably say maybe 250 in in the last 12 years, but it, it wasn't- It wasn't 12 years con- or 12 months? Oh my goodness, 12 months.
0: <laughs> I was like, because that's minimum wage now. <laughs> when you break down the hours, okay. So, all right, thank you for that. And thank you for, you know, just going there. And I know Startup Nation, like, please get this, that for some of my guests, this is uh, very vulnerable to share their numbers, to share their financials, because it's almost like going naked out in public. It, it, it's personal. And I know for some of my guests, and that doesn't mean they're making a little, by the way, Startup Nation. I have guests that really were hesitant to share their number because it was so much. Mm. They did 200 yeah. million last year oh. in the past 12 months, right? I've had guests, 250 million, right? And, and they, they're humble. They don't want their numbers to be who they are. So, so for different reasons, and, and Startup Nation, I just want to acknowledge uh, you, Niaje, uh, for sharing the number even though I had to pull teeth for that, right? Well, but th- but thank you for that, right? So 250K in the past 12 months, congratulations.
1: So this is the thing. I know in the coaching industry, because everyone is saying, oh, I'm making seven and eight figures and stuff like that. Like it is almost embarrassing to say what I make, but I live the life that feels good to me. It's more important to me that I can, relax on my rooftop and not have any stress of like a hundred clients, like emailing me. Like I have, I've created a comfortable life and a beautiful life for myself. And if I try to scale my business to 2.5 million, I'm going to be stressed. Can I curse? I was about to curse.
0: <laughs> to say stress the F out.
1: Yes, exactly. So I, with my last business, I realized okay, this is what I want. I want to relax. I want to enjoy my life. I want to sit by the pool and just not have a lot of stress. So when I, when I hire coaches and they're like, okay, how much money do you want to make? Or how many clients do you want to have? Where somebody, somebody may say, I want to help a million entrepreneurs start their own business. Do you know how stressful that would be? I don't, I want to help 20 people and give them my attention. And I want to sit by my pool and sip a mimosa. So I love it. Let's talk about
0: that. Let's get deeper in that, all right? (laughs) Because I think this is a powerful episode. There's a powerful show. And I really haven't gone into this content yet uh, powerfully with any of my guests. So, Startup Nation, uh, you know, Niaje is creating uh, the distinction between uh, financial freedom and time freedom. And sometimes, depending on which one you want more of, it will cause conflict in the other. True or true. Right? So you really want to get clear. What is your priority to make more money or to have more time to actually enjoy your life? That doesn't mean you don't go after a a, a certain foundational financial amount to pay all your bills and create the lifestyle. But then you get to that, Hey, now you're getting into greed. I mean, I I know there's a lot of science behind this. I've seen two schools of thought, but there's an actual specific uh, annual income that, uh, creates happiness. Once you get to that level, in, in certain parts of the world, it's 75k. In other parts of the world, it's 150k. Now, here's what's interesting, Niaje, is that, and you probably heard this, but after uh, you cross that th- uh, threshold, whether it's 75k or 150k, your happiness actually declines
1: mm. the more you make. Interesting. Because
0: now you have more to hold on to. Mm-hmm. You have more responsibilities. You have more people, more staffing, more teams, more bills, more investors, right? IPOs. Mm-hmm. Just you really get this, and this is exactly what you're saying. Is you're saying, "Hey, I'm at 250k, and I really don't want to go much above that because I don't want to lose my poolside, you know, uh, drinks and and just working from the poolside with my laptop." And and you would have to sacrifice that. Mm-hmm. So uh, what shows up for you in that, the happiness and the threshold and, the, and the, the money?
1: Yeah, I think that, have you heard the story of the Mexican fisherman?
0: No, but we're about to.
1: <laughs> so I, I did a podcast episode on it where I read the story verbatim because I know I mess up stories sometimes, but- Oh, just go for it. Okay. So there was a Mexican fisherman that took his boat out. He caught three large yellow fish tails whatever whatever the fish is and this new york like investor said oh you caught these huge fish why don't you stay out longer and catch more fish and he says well i have enough to supply my family for dinner like i don't need to stay out longer and he's like oh well i could help you i have a you know harvard nba or whatever it was and so he says okay like explain and he says you know, get a bigger boat, hire help people to help you stay out all day, catch more fish, and then franchise and get bigger boats. And then, you know, move to Mexico City, then you'll have to move to New York, then you have to move to LA, and you'll, you'll sell like your business. And then and he said, and then what he said, you'll make millions. He said, and then what he said, well, move to a small Mexican town where you take siestas with your wife and, you know, play guitar, which are amigos. So basically the whole just, well, he said, how long will that take? He said about 20 years. So going through this whole process of 20 years of selling the company and, and I know I butchered the story, but no, no, the I co- get it.
0: <laughs> Let me see if I can fit, wrap it up in a bow. Cause I think you delivered it really well is that he already has that in his life. He's already living in the small Mexican village, having siesta with his wife and just loving his life mm-hmm. with the three fish a day. Yes. Why would he go and spend 20 years of stress, anxiety, and all that just to get what he already has, the things that actually mean something in life?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Wow, that's a good story. <laughs> I, I really, I like that, I like that a lot. And, and honestly, that makes me think of uh, the businesses, two businesses, co-working spaces I just sold mm. so here in Tampa. And I spent five to seven years of my life just kind of in a rat wheel doing you know, office space uh, not really enjoying it, but trying to scale it and we're going to go national and all that stuff that Harvard MBA would have advised me on. And I had some of those guys advising me and all the way back to, I'm doing spiritual coaching right now. I'm working two hours a day and I'm already tracking hundred K plus. And it's like, I just got married, you know, like,
1: Congratulations. Uh, like thank
0: you, <laughs> you know, and it's just like, I love my life
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and before I didn't. So what are your priorities, Startup Nation? All right, Niaje, what are your top three tips or strategies that you have used in this business, your coaching business, for all my coaches listening right now, that have got you past the 100K mark? What are the top three tips or strategies that my listener can implement into their business to get them past 100K in the next 12 months? Specific, get very specific, like actually do this action.
1: Okay, so definitely build a sales funnel by far you want to
0: break that down for listeners who don't know what that is.
1: Okay. So a sales funnel, what did you
0: do specifically?
1: Okay. Specifically map out your customer journey. So understand like a lot of people go into it, not understanding exactly what it is that the person they they want the person to do. So really mind mapping. Okay. I have this freebie. They're going to give me their email address. I'm going to send them to a sales page And then the sales page will go to an upsell. And if they don't purchase at that sales page part, they go into an email sequence that now sends them into an email chain. So it could be seven days. It could be 21 days. It could be 10 days. But then you start to send like weekly emails because these days, I believe they say, it takes 13 touches before someone actually buys from you. Wow. So
0: it's gone up from the original seven.
1: It's gone up from the original seven because we have so much like content. Yeah.
0: That makes so much sense. Mm
1: -hmm. So you want to nurture your list. It's really, really important that you nurture your list. People go into it thinking, oh, I'm just going to put up an opportunity and people are just going to buy it and that's going to be it, but that's not the reality. So really building out a full customer journey and tracking everything. So you want to track, okay, there's seven steps in my funnel and people are falling off at step number three. So let me go back to step number three and tweak step number three. Maybe I need to switch up the copy. Maybe I need to switch up the video. Maybe I need to switch up the photos. Sometimes different photos resonate with different things. I had a client where she put, A photo that seemed like too perfect and people weren't resonating within. She put like more like realistic everyday women and it completely changed things. So really tracking every single step. It's a strategy. It's an actual strategy. So tracking your customer journey, And then once, once you realize, okay, if I have a thousand people that come into my funnel, I convert, let's just say 30%. Now, you know, how many people are going to purchase your product. And so that's how you scale. Once you, you have that data, then you say, okay, well, if I want to scale to this amount, this is how many people I need to have come into my funnel. So really building out that customer journey and also knowing who your customer is. I have a lot of people that come to me for coaching that are not clear on who their target audience is.
0: What are the three questions my listener can ask right now to get clear on who their customer is?
1: So what, what problem you're solving and how you're solving it. So one of the things I I like to give this example, I like to give this example, people say, Oh, my target audience is women. Now, understand that there are several different types of women you have single women you have married women you have divorced women you have empty nesters and so you would speak to those women differently so you if you try to speak to everyone you speak to no one so making sure you are honing in on who you're speaking to so if you're if you're selling a product for let's just say moms, then your copy needs to speak to moms and not try to speak to women because not all women are moms. So really honing in on your messaging, especially these days, because there's so many programs out here. So the more a person feels like they're speaking directly to me, the more they're willing to pull out their, their credit or debit card.
0: That's so. some of the best advice I've ever received is when you speak to everyone, you speak to no one. When you speak to one, you speak to everyone. Mm-hmm. And and that was like, you know, so I do uh, speaking on stages, right? So I would just start rather than looking out, picturing everyone in their underwear or something, whatever the, <laughs> those things are, right? To overcome fear. I would literally just look, I'd pick three people, one on the left, one in the middle, and one on the right before I started my talk. And then throughout my talk, I would just engage eye contact with each of those three and just speak to them like one-on-one, like I'm speaking to you right now, Niaje. And turns out everyone felt like I was speaking directly to them and to their pain points. I love it. Right? So it's the same thing for you, Startup Nation. So Niaje says, step one, map out your customer journey. So literally what's the destination? Like if you're going from New York to California, California is the destination. What are the stops that you're going to make along the way or your customer is going to make along the way? And yes, you have to think this through and, and kind of anticipate, all right, are they, where are they going to stop first? Where's that truck stop? They're going to need some gas, you know, et cetera. So do it the same way. All right. What was your number two?
1: So I would say I actually have a framework, um, if I could try to break it down, it's five steps, but I could break it down into three. So I would say the next step is definitely creating captivating content and capturing leads so it's really really important that you are willing to create multiple offers so i build sales funnels so i have people that are just like okay i have this program and i'm gonna make 100k a month you know from one launch of this program but the reality is you have to try different things so creating captivating content and these days i feel like you have to kind of be on a lot of different platforms and have different different forms of your content. So there's some people that like to read. There's some people that like to watch video. There's some people that like to listen. So making sure that you are touching every single person as far as your content. So one of the things that I've been doing is breaking my content down into micro content. So I'll have a podcast episode and then I'll break it down into a blog. So have like a VA transcribe it into a blog. So for the people who like to read, there's still receiving my content, but in a form that they like it and then do little snippets like 60 second clips where it's like little teasers to get people to watch the content. So really capturing people's attention. So you can capture that lead and have them have all of that content driving traffic to your funnel. So if you're doing a podcast, make sure every single podcast episode is sending them to your funnel. If you're doing an interview, make sure every single interview is driving them to your funnel. Every time you have an opportunity to drive people to your funnel, you want to by, by creating that captivating content.
0: All right. And what's your number three? Or was that it? So drive them to your funnel.:
1: Let me try to break these last three down into one. So I think one of the biggest things is establishing yourself as an authority in your space. So one of the, the best ways to establish yourself as an authority in your space is to write a book that that and and when i say write a book even if you're not an expert yet you can interview experts i've seen a lot of people i think think and grow rich like napoleon hill he interviewed a ton of like brilliant people and that's what created the book and then it established him as that expert so really establishing yourself as an authority in your space you want to be known as the go-to person so i'm known as like the go-to funnel person like the funnel queen so you want to make sure that if someone thinks, like if you're in real estate and someone's like, do you know any real estate agents? You want to be the first person that comes to mind. So establishing yourself as an authority in your space.
0: I agree with that. Awesome. All right. So uh, so, Niaje, we're having so much fun. We're running out of time. You know how this works with podcasting. You know what came into my head though, earlier, as you would break it down the funnel, I was uh, picturing my own website for my spiritual coaching business and i was like oh man like i am missing some of these th- three things that you're speaking to and i was like wouldn't it be cool we don't have time on this show but wouldn't it be cool to invite you back on for another show if you're open to it And actually we go through my website and you break down all the crap that I'm missing Uh and how I can make it better so that I'll take the hit publicly in front of, you know, 118 question, uh, countries, listeners all over the world, um, and put myself on the spot. And, and I think that could be really useful for listeners. And then they can go to my website and see exactly what we're talking about. And like, wow. Plus it will show exactly your skill set and, uh, you know, why they would want to hire you possibly and work with you. Is yeah. that something you'd be open to?
1: Of course. Do you want a live audit? Yes. <laughs> oh,
0: a live, that just sounds painful. Now I'm <laughs> thinking, I'm overthinking, over- my fear's kicking in. Do I want to be audited? No, who does, right? All right, we got to wrap up the show. All right, so welcome to my favorite part of the show, Niage, the hustle round. This is where I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready? <laughs>
1: yes.
0: All right, here we go. What's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? time freedom. Awesome. What's your least favorite thing?
1: The lack of consistency.
0: Yeah, I got that. What are you most afraid of?
1: Oh, this is going to be personal, but not having kids.
0: (laughs) Ah, that's really, yeah, I get that. That's real. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in this business?
1: Trying to deny or, 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 Licking my wounds, basically like, like feeling sorry for myself about how hard things were. Cause I was blaming so many other things, blaming my childhood, or if I had parents that were business owners, or if I had this, or, you know, like blaming so many other things, basically.
0: Wow. Startup nation, stop blaming people. You're in charge of your own life. Let's go. Yeah. What secret fear do you have about people?
1: People. That they're untrustworthy, that they're not trustworthy.
0: Mm. what do you wish you had learned sooner in your business
1: how to delegate and outsource
0: (laughs) yeah and what's a new habit you want to form
1: a new habit i want to stay consistent with my good habits if that makes sense so so really implementing things that help with productivity and sticking with it
0: Mm, love it what's a bad habit you want to break
1: Scrolling on social media.
0: (laughs) Stop scrolling, people. Stop scrolling and trolling. Pick three words to describe who you are now.
1: Passionate, fashionable. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) And innovative.
0: Yes. Pick three words to describe who you are your first year in this business.
1: Oh, hmm. Uh, How do I describe that? Like I, I was hiding. I don't know how you... I don't know a word to describe like not being who I truly am. So pretending. Un- pretending.
0: Masking, yep.
1: And I was very guarded and hmm unorganized. <laughs> unorganized, got
0: it. And last question, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice, what would you say to them?
1: Mm. Love people as they are and not as they were. We're all growing and evolving and it's important that you treat people as they are of like the new improved evolved version of them and not hold on to who they were
0: not who love people as they are not who they were startup nation that is brilliant was that original niage quote yes <laughs> it's, I, I, it's a really powerful one
1: thank you i've done so much self-development and like i'm not the same person i was five years ago and Amen. and you know you hang out with like family or like old friends and they're like oh but girl you know you like you cheat on card games. I'm like, okay, that was 10 years ago. Like I'm a different person. That's a silly example, but it's, I mean, it's, it's true for, especially, I feel like we're healing as people in general. And You're so.
0: Right. You know, it, it brings to mind for me when I was in my teens or yeah, my teens, I did car sales for like two weeks. <laughs> Do you know that my mother to this day still thinks of me as a car salesman? <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. for two weeks
0: two weeks of my life she doesn't see all the successful businesses i've had all the failures i've had no it's it just so really people remember like us how we were and it's such a crime when you think about it because they're missing out on on who's right in front of them yes, and the opportunity exactly. for them to level up in their own life yes. startup nation don't do that so startup nation um Before I go here, actually, uh, Niaje, any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100K in the next 12 months?
1: Really get clear on your why and your desires. And I always say, ask yourself, what do I want three times? Because the first time is going to be masked with what society says you should want, the social norms and you know, what everyone else is doing. So you wanna peel that layer back and then ask yourself again, what do I really want? And that layer is gonna be what your family and your partner and your friends think that you should want or have. And then ask yourself one more time to really get to the core of what it is that you truly, truly desire and go after that. We lose sight of our desires often. And, and because everyone else is making 100K a month, you want to make 100K a month. But is that what's really going to make you happy at your core? So really figuring mm. out what it is that's going to make you happy and fulfill you.
0: Love it. And Startup Nation, if you want a, uh, a consultant to help you with your funnels and building all your content out and the strategy behind it, to really uh, map out your customer journey, then go visit niage.com forward slash first 100k. That's niaje.com forward slash first 100k. And uh, if you want uh, co- coaching in the spiritual space, like if you want to find out who you really are, why you're here, and you believe there is a God, there's, there's someone bigger than you. And you know, you're in, maybe right now you're headed for an expensive divorce. Cause that's real. And some of my coaching clients, that's how they came to me. And guess what? I did some coaching with them, pointing them and giving them a new access to God in a way they've never had before their whole life. And they got their wife back Mm -hmm. and they avoided that expensive uh, divorce. Some of them got their kids back. Others just raised their bottom line and now have peace for the first time where they had stress and anxiety every day, they were waking up and they just wanted to crawl back into bed because they didn't want to start their day. So if you want to be set free from all these things, go to josephwarren.net, jump into my funnel, Right. <laughs> And uh, we're going to have Niaje uh, come and audit my funnel. She's going to do a funnel audit and rip it apart. And I know there's going to be a whole lot of holes in that thing. Let me just say. Anyway, uh, Niaje, thank you for being on First 100K with yours truly. I wish you God's love, God's peace, and God's joy in your life.
1: Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. Cheers. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with but won't admit. we got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to BrokenCatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.